Tap, welcome back. This ghouling goblin theater month never ends. So many tasty treats for our stupid trickers. Well, you know, if we're doing horror, we got to do the most horrifying show in existence. Baywatch Nights. Can it really be horrifying when you know that Mitch Buchanan's going to lead you through it? Well, it's, that was the drawback of it. Like, there's no way Mitch fails. Yes, exactly. Like, we got to see Mulder fail a few times. You know, Scully and Mulder, they they let us down here and there. Mitch Buchanan will never let us down. Look, any opportunity to talk about Baywatch Nights, the thinking man's Baywatch, True. I will take. You know, when Season I, two. Season two. When I was uh, watching this episode, of course, Murray, I don't know if you do this, but I was like, I got to see what the comments are. I did not do that. Okay. Well, you should definitely give yourself that little treat. Okay. If we're talking trick-or-treat season, you know. Yeah. For those who are unfamiliar with Baywatch Nights, it was a, a spinoff of Baywatch where uh, Asselhoff, because it's not enough that Hasselhoff protects the beaches by day. He must protect the beaches by night as well. Not just from anything, though. Well, the first season, it was just random criminals. Yes. And they said, we got to spice the jazz it up. Hey, what's hot right now? X-Files. Aha. The Hoff thinketh, I got an idea. Paranormal mysteries for all of season <laughs> two. We've, this is probably our fifth or so episode I think of it, this. I think it's four or five. Uh, season two, it's like the third one we've done. Because we've done we've two done, of the first no, season. We... Have we? We know we've done. This is our fifth because we've done the Zargtha episode. Yeah, we've done this episode. Yeah, we've done the Ginty episode where Which he was, was. No, there was two Ginty episodes. Yeah, he was a spirit that a serial killer that inhabited the body of Donna Derrick. Yes, that's right. We did the one about the demon possession, which I thought was the Ginty episode. No, this was one where a girl was possessed by a demon and Hasselhoff <laughs> exercised her. <laughs> A little girl. Yeah, I remember that one. I was thinking that was the Kinty one. We did the one with Jack Badalera about the Frozen Vikings. Oh my God, we've done. We we have done five season two. So why? And you kind of railroaded me on this, but why I brought up the comments is somebody said in the comments of how did I railroad you? I said I didn't know. You said you should check that out. Well, yeah, I was going to get to the point of why you should check that out, and but it's okay. We're still there. You still got me to the good point. Because we're talking about how great season two is. And this person had the audacity to say, you know, this show is really great until they got into season two. This is probably one of those guys who can't shut up about The Wire. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't see it. For this show, season two is fucking great. But the drawback, like I said at the top, uh, when I look at Mitch Buchanan, I say, there, there's a man... I could be going into. It's like any Superman. St- like at least Superman had kryptonite. What is Mitch Buchanan's kryptonite? As we'll learn, being too awesome. I yeah, really. What is his kryptonite? That he. I think his only kryptonite is Ryan. Yeah. Her well-being. Yeah, because she's a goof. She an is, idiot, if you will. She is a G double O F, and she doesn't <laughs> care about her own fitness. We learned that in this episode. Well, she, yeah, she was. I was trying. I myself was trying to get her in good habits. Yes. Should we get into this episode? I hope we do because we we got places to be, Murray. We open up with an attractive woman uh, in her apartment. Correct. Uh, she's preparing for a night in. She's going to stay in. Right. Why can't you dress up 
to have a night. Well, in. if you're a classy woman, like this woman obviously is, that's what you do. Yeah. She puts a little black dress on. She grabs a, uh, it looks like a carnation, cheap ass carnation, bites it. Bites it. By the way, this episode called Night Whispers. Thank you. Uh, puts on a little smooth jazz. This is, and this is that they're setting the scene. But this woman is rich and classy. Griff, she had a sick CD player. CD. Yeah. Player. Those were like ten grand in the nineties. See, I don't see this detail. I'm not because yeah. a six CD changer that was nothing to me. I grew yeah. up with one of those. Garth yeah. Brooks in every CD <laughs> holder. Pours herself a glass of wine, and of course, as a woman would want to do, dons a cape. That's right. Steps out onto her balcony, and she hears that goof Ryan with super pipe. We're like, I mean, I'm assuming she's a vampire. The thing is called Night Whispers. Yeah. But I don't know yet. But she hears with her super hearing. Because vampires have a- Ryan uh, down, on, down on the street level in a park. Right. Jogging with Griff. Oh, have we seen this character before, Griff? We knew of him. I don't know if we saw him. Before. There's a lot of characters that show up for five seconds. Teague, I've never seen him in a full episode. Yeah, he just shows up and disappears. Teague is one of those characters too, where we're like, is Teague a good or bad guy? Because he's always like kind of in the middle. He's a tweener. He's a tweener. Ryan and Griff are jogging. Obviously, it was Griff's idea because Ryan is complaining nonstop. Nonstop. You just got to get your, this is me talking here, you just got to get your heart rate up. That's what good workout's all about. You got to get a sweat going. You want to get all your muscles working together. Don't you want to be hot? I don't want to be hot. I want to be cool like some nice calorie-filled Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs. I'm done. Ryan bails on this run, and we watch a studly guy who obviously never has Haagen-Dazs. Never. Great tan. Right. I For a minute, I was like, is that Joel Coleman? It wasn't. It was not. Runs right past him. Yep. Francesca jumps up on the balcony, the edge of her balcony. And this is where she turns into a vampire. <laughs> the, wh- what do you, how do you describe? We get vampire POV shots because yes. she leaps off the uh, the building and starts right. flying. Right. We're getting her POV. How do you describe the effect? It's like I, shaky cam, kind of. Yeah, they're trying to show you like how fast she's going, so everything's like a blur, like when you're going really fast and you know a train or whatever. Like around tra- the edges. Yeah, like it, you see things start to kind of blur together. So that's the best I could do. She attacks the runner. It's also we're watching this on YouTube. It's not in the original quality. It's no. in a worse quality. It's a muddier quality. And then uh, she attacks him like on a bridge. And then Ryan walks by or runs by on the bridge with Griff. Right. And they hear, well, they describe it as uh, air being released. Did he fart? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a moaning when we when our characters come to it. They they just hear. <sighs> Look over. They see that studly guy with a wound in his chest. We're like, oh my god, did someone did, was somebody cruising? Was somebody cruising? Yeah. And then as they say that. Two leather guys come out of a, a bush. Hey, what's that noise? Keep it down. People are trying to suck dick here. You know, the one time I've been to California, that's all I came across was people yelling at me to keep it down. People are trying to suck dick over here. Uh, and we also get a little pan over, you know, all this ruckus. Francesca. Of course. 
classic vampire name. Classic vampire Where is name. It? That name sounds familiar. I don't know. Mm. It's it's almost like we talk about it again this it's week. It's like the perfect sexy woman name. It, it's, almost, it's almost like this woman has the perfect control over the fog that she doesn't even realize she this has it. This episode is all about fog. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Yeah, she's watching. Cut to the next day. The police have arrived. Ryan, she's a, she's a lifeguard, practically a cop herself. Practically. Are, lifeguards are the cops of the beach. She's a it. licensed whatever the fuck she is. Detective. Explaining to this guy. Private detective. That uh, she, she, she saw a woman. No, no, no. She's Somebody to explain, saw a woman. She's trying to explain that she they just heard a gasping as if this man's Heart exploded being, or whimpered. or are being kind. He farted. Because they say, once you die, your bowels release. <laughs> yeah, of course. So. And the, the officer is asking him, well, what do you know about a woman? Did you see a woman anywhere nearby? I didn't see a woman. All I heard was a fucking fart. That was yeah, it. I just, it was wet. I, I don't know. Was it a shart? I don't know. It was a Chardonnay fart? Well, look, I'm Detective Chorus, by the way. I like this. This is great for me, though. A character <laughs> announcing their name, showing their ID to the audience. It's probably nothing. These parks are full of cruisers, full of illegals, and full of muggers. Not to mention the gangers. Scum of the earth. Sorry, guys. This is early And then you, hear, you see the leather guys. Ooh, naughty. <laughs> and then they walk off. Officer, we'll see you tonight. Yeah, it was it was uh, Joe Spinell. It was Joe playing, Spinell, playing, of course. Uh, okay, so Ryan's like, "Look, I'm gonna go- they ask Ryan. Ryan is the fucking lifeguard, junior detective. You think you can help us out on this case? Right? Could you? Well, look, they were like, you were obviously at the scene of the crime. You heard the fart. You heard the fart. <laughs> Thank you for for note's sake, making it not a fart. Um, we think we have a suspect." You know, possibly the woman. Why don't you come try to identify her? So they literally, they're not going to the police station. They're going to the suspect's apartment, Francesca's apartment. They arrive there. They're fucking chorus is like, oh, my God, six-player CDs. She's going full grift mode. He must be rich. Yeah. And Ryan's like, yeah, I never never saw this woman. And so, of course, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to call in her license plate. He takes her ID, and Francesca's perfectly fine here. Take my ID. Right. And so he's reading it out, Chorus, over the phone back to the station. And Ryan just decides to take a palm out and start jotting down some notes. She writes down the fucking the, ID. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, whatever information the, it, no, was. it was. It was an international license plate, oh. which is going to take more time. This is pre-internet. Pre-internet, So this will take days, if not weeks, you might, to I, get her info. You never know who you're going to talk to on the other side of that phone. And then, it, being a great detective like Chorus is, he starts uh, questioning Francesca. Uh, apparently, there's some blood found on your dress. Well, doesn't everyone dress up in a sexy dress and shave their legs? Right. Come on. And then, of course, Cor- or not course, Francesca does a thing all women do in this situation. They turn to authority. Another woman. Don't we do this? Ladies, stick together. No, it's the opposite. Women all hate each other. So she's looking at Ryan, giving her the evil eye. That's what you saw? That's what I know. That's, That's how women look. Know? That's how women operate. Women, all women up, hate each other. You did grow up with two older sisters. Yeah. All women hate each other. This would make sense. Okay. That's why we've never had a woman president. It never will. 
So Fran is like, uh, he's like shaving her legs, opening shut case. You are not a suspect, ma'am. Right. But could you still come down to the, the precinct? Do we figure out this international license plate nonsense? On your own time, of course. Or if now is a good time, I just, do you need breakfast? Can I buy you breakfast? Can I buy you lunch? Do you need glasses? No, no, I don't need anything. I'll go down with you now. Just get to me my cape. And she, cause she's, she's like, I'm innocent. Just help. Could you, could a gentleman help me with my cape? Right. And he's like, well, of course, ma'am. Fog billowing. It's a little bit. He's helping her out with that cape. Ryan looks in the mirror and sees that he's not putting a cape on anyone because she's not casting a reflection. Dun, dun, dun. And then we go into that great, sexy opening of Baywatch Nights with a stuffed wolf. Fog everywhere, Bill. David Ofsaloff walking through the fog. <sighs> Nights will never be the same again. That's it. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, Ryan, back at... Baywatch Nights headquarters. I don't know what to call their little operation here. It's that's what it is. Baywatch headquarters, Knights headquarters, and she's uh, giving info uh, she's, to Mitch about, or she's, she's trying, trying to, to find, find Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, because yeah. he he's the brains of this operation. She needs to bounce her eye, like what she saw of somebody, a sane person. You know, she's like, I got to figure this out. I got to sound it out. And the so, person on the phone, whoever this person is, is like, you guys. Solve crimes, right? Where do you think he would be? Right. Docks. The wharfs, the docks, any water, adjacent, anything. We get down to the docks. We see Mitch. The, the uh, universal sh- way of showing someone's working on something. A little, little grease on his face. Grease face. Sunglasses on, which you wouldn't be wearing to look down into an engine. <laughs> He's working on an outboard motor. He's got the sunglasses with the fucking yep. connect the, the connect the, yeah. the little necklace wrap thing so you can drop them over. And I love this. We, he, what's up with his outfit, dude? I was just gonna say we always have to talk. He about, always has like Adidas gear. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, Hasselhoff had to be bringing his own wardrobe, and he was like, "I've got such good." Or he's got to deal with Adidas. We don't or know. that. But this was like a button-up hoodie, sleeveless button-up <laughs> hoodie. Of course it's sleeveless. Of course it's sleeveless. Cause Mitch is just, like, for a woman who's into a dad bod, you're looking at Mitch. He's got the perfect dad bod. Because he's not muscular, but he's not, like, he doesn't have, like, a huge belly. He's just got a little gut. He's just, he's wearing his weight all the right ways. He got some shorts on. Of course he's got shorts Working on. on this engine, Ryan rolls up. Like you said, she's just bouncing ideas off. And he's shutting them all down. She's like, call me crazy, Mitch, but I think we're dealing with a vampire. All right, we're on episode nine. So yeah. we've already had eight parents. He's like the scully of this thing. Yes. After a while, aren't you going to be like, okay, maybe there's some vali- – we, we just fought a Zargatha. You might be onto something here. So, but no, he's got to scoff at her. I, I, you know what? I never thought about that until just now, but he really is. Each week he's like – Brain wiped, men in black brain wipe. Let's go into this episode because uh, uh, Ryan has to sound out what she saw. She's like, Mitch, hear me out. Think this woman's a vampire. She's wearing gloves in California in August. All black. Well, you forgot everything. She goes, she's wearing gloves. Ha! In California. Ha ha! In 
August. Ha, 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 ha. He's a scoffing at this. Oh. Of course, okay. she has to be a vampire. So Mitch is not exactly buying it. No, he's just blowing her off. He's trying to be helpful to a friend, and so she's going to lead him on. Mitch, I've got a book back at my car. And we've all heard this before. And then we get Remember, strangled and pre-internet. And... Yeah, they had books. Yeah. She had to go to the fucking library. That's right. how much she cared about this. The, the, this is how Scientology gets people. You get chloroformed at the car when they show you the books. It's all about the books. Mitch, she obviously wears gloves because she has hairy palms. Everyone knows vampires have hairy palms. And... Of course, Mitch does a goof thing, and he looks at his palms. He's like, fuck, I've been a vampire this whole time, Ryan. She has no birth certificate, Mitch. Her first credit card application was in 1951. She'd be 60 years old. First off, it shows how clueless these people are. Women weren't even allowed to have a credit card until 74. Boom. Writers of Baywatch Nights. Do your research. Unless that was allowed in other countries. Maybe. Maybe. Mitch is like nonsense. But I'm going to, I he passed her on the head. I'm going to go along with this. I'm going to help you out. Yeah. I mean, this babe but, sounds pretty hot. I, I've always wanted to date a girl who wears gloves. But first, as you can see, this little grease smudge on my Are forehead. Are they Adidas gloves? <laughs> no, you know, it'd be funny if Ryan told her, you know what? They're Adidas. Sleeveless. They're sleeveless. Adidas gloves. <laughs> They're, sle- <laughs> They're sleeveless Adidas gloves. I'll help you, but first I need a shower. I was hope I was like, wow, we're gonna get a hassle of showers, dude. I was waiting, like we've seen the opening credits with all that fog. I was waiting to see the shower scene, and it's like you just can't see Hoff's twelve inch or like just a shadowy figure amongst the fog. Back at Mitch's, Ryan is waiting. Well, you can hear him singing. I'm looking for freedom. One of his classic Hasselhoff songs. Everyone in Germany has a boner right now. <laughs> Taking a long-ass shower. And she notices some blood. She has, this is the 90s, so she has her shirt tied around her waist. Of course she does. And notices that she, how did she get blood on her? Uh, well, I get, like, she ran to the body. Yes. To check on it. Okay. And apparently she leaned in. And did you love how she had to, like, show her flat stomach? She pulled up her shirt. We got a big zoom in on. Yeah. She was going on about how out of shape she was right, in the beginning. Right, exactly. And so you know, Griff was onto something. He got her into shape. He got her into shape. He got Hoff off there showing off his dad guns. So she's like, I got to show off my mommy tums. Calls up Teague, who apparently is some government agent. I don't know. We still are, don't know what Teague's role is. He just shows up. Says something and leaves. But we know that Teague always rolls with a fucking science kit in his, uh, right. you know, his trunk. So he shows up. Mitch is still showering, by the way. Mitch is showering. He's is- doing the extended German remix of Looking for Freedom. <laughs> so it takes like 12 minutes. He's still like, oh, shit, I can't remember the movie anymore. It had fucking Stallone. It had fucking the guy we're going to see tonight. They were in prison together. Oh, Tango and Cash. They had he was having a Tango and Cash shower shower scene. Mm-hmm. So he's up there for another hour at least. So Teague shows up with his his uh, kit, his mic uh, microscope kit. Yes. And she's like, she first uh, Ryan pricks her finger, puts it on a slide. Right. Like, Look at that. He's like, yeah, it's your blood. It's blood. It's coagulating in the right way. He made yes, it's perfectly coagulating, <laughs> as as fresh blood would do. He should have had glasses on for that. And then and she's like, up. "Well, check out this," and pulls out another slide with blood. And he's like, "Yeah, 
It's just non-coagulating blood. That blood is 12 hours old. What? what? That blood should be coagulated by now. <laughs> right? And I've read some vampire... Ba- well, they're saying this, Mitch walks in. He's got the towel scrubbing his head. Yeah, he's still humming his tune in his head and everything. I can barely hear you guys. I got this great song. And then she's just like... I've read that certain vampire bats have a non-coagulating agent in their saliva, so when they bite, the blood doesn't coagulate. They use coagulate. If it was a drinking game, you'd be fucking knocked out. Yeah, that's right. And Mitch is just like, all this coagulation talk, what are you trying to get to, Ryan? Well, I got some friends, the the medical examiners. Quincy, you ever heard of him? Hates punk rock. He told me, I asked him, that wound that on the pulmonary artery of that victim from yeah. the beginning of the episode, did it, could a tooth do this? He said, yes, but a very long one. Very long tooth. But a tooth could do that. Could you rule out... The most oxygenated blood grip comes from the pulmonary That's artery. That's right, the most oxygenated. What, what does that the mean? The most least coagulated <laughs> and most oxygenated. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what does that mean for coagulation? So tooth is in the realm of possibilities. Claw end of a hammer ruled out. Yeah. So it's not just a normal mugging. This is a very interesting, a very intricate mugging. So Mitch goes, Teague's like, I got, I'm out of here. And, T- and Mitch is like, isn't this the kind of thing that intrigues you? Yeah. Yes, it intrigues me very much. And then he just walks off. What the fuck? Was that just a <laughs> gift to go- Ghoulin' Globlin yes, Theater? Just Teague showing up going, I am interested. Ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even say bye. He just walks he just out of the fucking walks room. out the door. Leaves his microscope. Guys, I wish we were kidding about this shit. I know we bend the truth a little bit here and there, but holy fuck, Teague's character is the greatest mystery of all. I right. wish we had a full Teague arc where he's actually God. Maybe there are. There's other. There's like 18 more episodes. We so. do have a lot more episodes to go. Yeah. We've only done five, as we have established. Right. Cut to the police station where they get their new. Uh, why were they going to the police station again? Oh, uh, <laughs> they wanted to meet with Francesco, who was taken down oh, to the yeah, police station. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> this is the weirdest part of the police station. <laughs> Everything about this police station is weird it's as like fuck. It's like a warehouse, a okay. police station. We have to know more about the Baywatch Nights police station. Because there has to be episodes where they go to a police station and it's normal. I think it's being shut down because it's so cavernous. The fucking heating <laughs> bills and air conditioning bills. They would the be roof. astronomical. We get this cop. This guy's probably this is his only acting job he ever had. So he's going to give it his all. He decided he's going to. He, I think he's ad-libbing because he uses the word muckety-muck almost as much coagulation. Right, right. He's just like, he's walking out with like a. <laughs> It's the classic uh, give me your gun and badge scene where they have a cardboard box with some papers and like a flower, yes. like a plant, a house plant. He just emptied everything off his desk into a box. And Mitch and Ryan are like, what's going on? Now all of a sudden it's assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. Because they're like, we're shutting down this precinct. The muckety mucks downtown are like, you know, they're going to concrete up the doorways. They're going to co- coagulate our operation <laughs> here. They're shutting everything down, these muckety mucks. And then he walks. And he's like, and they're like, he's like, they're like, why are you here? Well, we want to talk to Detective Chorus. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are practically cops. I mean, you're lifeguards. Hey, let him in. He, he gives him a look over and he goes, you're the right kind of muckety mucks. I guess you can go in. I'm sorry, I got to go. <laughs> 
They're told to head up to the third floor where Chorus and Francesca are waiting. Right. Chorus is waiting. They got to go to Chorus in order to figure out where Francesca's being held. Everybody is emptying their desks. The place is already barren. It looks like they started this morning. These people, based on muckety muck, they started this operation an hour ago when he showed up. Muckety muck is going on. Yeah. They started this operation an hour ago when he showed up for a shift. And yet this whole place has been cleaned the fuck <laughs> out. It looks like the set to Penitentiary 3 in some parts. Yeah, it's assault on Precinct 13. They're shutting down yeah. this fucking precinct. Uh, so Ryan's like, ooh, I got to drop a deuce. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. they figure out where Francesca yeah. is, and she's like, I got a beeline at the back. Yeah, I got to take a shit before I talk to anybody. Right. Ryan's been giving me, I shit you not, or <laughs> I'm sorry, two, two guy names. Griffin's been giving me ginseng, <laughs> and you can't just chew on ginseng without having to take a fucking deuce. So, pardon moi. She walks out. Mitch is waiting out there like a gentleman, and then we see in the back of the hall, back of the hallway, the lovely Francesca. And she is immediately smitten because she's like, only a, a gentleman would wait for a, while a lady takes a deuce. That's right. Most guys he, would just fucking leave. They would put their ear to the door. And uh, Alfredo would put his ear to the door. And they have a little meet cute. And she's obviously in love with this media. Obviously, you would be immediately in love with Mitch. I mean, she starts. He's like, yeah. He's like, what are you, what are you doing here? Well, I'm, my friend's taking a shit. And I'm yeah, waiting. They start oh. out the interaction by her ASMRing his ear. Hey, what are you doing outside the women's bathroom? Friend's taking a deuce. That's you know? right. I'm just being a good friend, good male friend. I've got a nice warm towel wow. waiting for her. I find that so fascinating. <sighs> She's constantly blowing at his face. Then you hear a <laughs> <laughs> toilet gets, and then a second one. <laughs> And she's walking out. Whoa, don't go in there, Mitch. Mitch turns around. Francesca's gone. It's a cloud of smoke yeah. left. This was right after Ace Ventura came out. So she slams the door shut. goes, do not go in there. Oh, man. I don't. It's seamless for the time. No one noticed it. All right, now what's Chorus up to? He's a cop. Of course he's dealing with prostitutes. We've learned every scene in the history of mankind takes place in a police precinct, even when it's shutting down. It's still running in prostitutes. I just love this because they are. there's no other cop in here, and yet Murray's always talking about it. There's not a good bullpen in the police uh, you know, headquarters. It's not a real police station. Yeah, unless. unless there's a bunch of people with prostitutes there. And sure enough, even when everything, they're just about to completely coagulate the cementation of this building. Can we just stress that enough? They're going to cement the doors shut. And it's the quickest drying cement of all time. Who the fuck is this? Is this Dr. Fibes' tomb? Who the fuck is like <laughs> is cementing that, doors isn't shut? Isn't that the cask the of Mariostro or whatever? Don't, don't they do the thing where well, they... Every, uh, every, every other Poe story, somebody gets like, yeah, <laughs> put in a wall. Bricked into a wall yeah. or something. So they're, this is keeping up with our theme of the week now. So th these motherfuckers still have... Prostitutes in the building, and they're from, they, they, they come out of a time machine. One is dressed up like a go-go dancer. Yes, I loved it. She had great Rosie and Chantal. You know, the only person who's wear, worn those white boots better is Ron DeSantis. He's he well, looks, and he can wear a hell of a cowboy boot too. I, 
<laughs> those are some interesting boots. Yeah, he's wearing. Little platforms in them. Those boots are made for walking. So they're getting read the riot act by chorus until their lawyer Pentalone comes in. Hey, they don't say anything until I tell them to. He's like a like a ambulance chaser type lawyer. Oh yeah, of course. I thought he was gonna be their pimp, but no, maybe he's he is their pimp and their lawyer. It could be know. both, yeah. And he's you know, and they're like, finally got here, Pantalone. <laughs> so of course they're gonna be getting off everything here. We're we're not spending another minute in here, but they're literally applying the cement. Yeah. It's coagulating, Murray. Yeah. It's dried. They're not gonna get out of here. They're trapped. Almost so, like a closet, if you will. All right. But Ryan we're gonna gets comes in, you know, she's like, I'm glad you're like you should put a concrete up that bathroom because I destroyed it. <sighs> Where was the toilet paper? <laughs> Fran <laughs> She's like, I'm here to see Fran. I'm practically a cop, I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, sure, no no problem. Uh Joe, take him back to the holding cells. Oh, no, why but- is, if she is it, why is she in a holding cell? If she's like they they they're like they they don't think she's guilty of anything. She's down there to be questioned. That's it. They don't have anything on her. But as a good cop would do, when they're cementing the building shut, they put her in a holding cell. And then there is no Joe Murray. They're just like, yeah, sure, just fucking fifth door on the left. <laughs> and they well, they've been there. Practically cops. They've been there they're right practically before. Practically cops. So they walk back. They know the guy. Like, hey, Bert, because there's a guard like his back a, to yeah, them. Yeah, there's a. Guard. Bert, let us in. There's a guard sitting in the cell <laughs> with Fran. So clearly some fog was at work there. They're like, Bert, let us in. Hey, hey. Slap him in the back of the head. Falls over. Chest wound. Uh, Not just any chest wound. There's no coagulation happening here. And not just any area of the chest. The pulmonary area oh, of the chest. Oh, no. The most oxygenated blood in the human body. Jesus. I, and <sighs> looked very much like a tooth did that wound. Very much like a tooth. But we won't know until after the commercial. Dun, dun, dun. Chorus is busy. Get these strippers out of here. We're closing this place down. There's one more brick, and then we're bricked in. Look at this bitch over here with her go-go boots on. Ryan is like, there is a vampire in here. The hoes are like... I didn't know bitches could be vampires. Are you kidding me? A vampire did that? A bitch vampire? We could be bitch vampires? Fuck. Mitch is like, he's like, Mitch, you're in command now. Get these women out of here. So Mitch is like, all right. He's seeing Pantalone, the hose, and Ryan out of the the, the, the warehouse level fucking precinct. Right. right. So now we're kind of moving around. We're seeing all the sealed off entrances. This I had to write this in our notes. It irritated me so much. Mitch is like, can you explain this vampire for me? She said, and she said this. Yeah. The same height and same weight of me. <laughs> weight. <laughs> I didn't go, she isn't goofing an idiot. She, she, she's been uh, talking to Griff too much. <laughs> yeah. She's been sniffing on those Griff fumes. They've and, been running together. And he's like, did she have a sexy accent? One that Griff Pop can never do? <laughs> yeah. I think I've met this woman earlier when you were fucking destroying that toilet. Is your friend taking a shit? That's so a they're like, answer. all right. So now he's starting to believe Ryan. Chorus is like, I got to check out the fucking dead cop. So he goes into the cell. And, and uh, 
friends in the same cell? No, she's behind. She walks behind him. Oh, so fuck he's looking hell. at the body, walks up, and then she just attacks, lunges on him. And then we hear him, yo! Yeah, she does some kind of vampire magic to him. Like, she throws open, we get some sparkly... We just get the weird, like, camera work they're doing to show vampire movement. Oh, it's just like a shaky cam? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And she attacks him, and then Mitch hears a yell, like, the hero that he is, he's like, I have to investigate this. Gotta. So he's like, you guys, head on out, I'm gonna go check on it. Runs in there, sees the... Pulls, the chorus is on his... his Face pulls him over, sees he's got that pulmonary wound. Oh no! Oh wait, he actually pulled Fran. Fran was in mid. I'm sorry, Fran was in mid blood sucking on him. Yeah, and he grabbed her and then pulled her off. Right, and she's got that fucking monster face. Now. Right, exactly. So Mitch runs, and like I said, this cavernous fucking police precinct. Right. We already thought he came. It's an MC Escher type building too, because it's like, wait, didn't he go downstairs? Now he's going like further up and downstairs, and they just can't get their angles right here. So it's very confusing. And, that, and it makes sense because he's confused because he falls down some steps. Yeah, and then we see Fran at the top of the steps, looking down, and she's just like, "I've been alive for four hundred years, and I've never met." Anyone as fascinating as you. You're amazing. You, and she just basically, you think she's talking about Steven Seagal the way she's going on about right. fucking Mitch. Your history makes no sense to me. It doesn't exist. I didn't know who I was until now. I believe I have the answer. And it's you, Mitch. And Mitch is just like, He's just like, yeah, that's kind of how I work, you know? He looks out. He's like, what shirt am I wearing today? Adidas? <laughs> Adidas? Am I wearing an Adidas shirt? Because, <laughs> shit, I usually don't wear Adidas when I work because it just has this effect. She blows him a kiss and then disappears into some literal fog. This guy gets it. This director. People, if you want to see this, I don't know how you can do it nowadays easily, but go on Twitter because <laughs> well, Murray you, you posted it. Go Or should we say X? No. Yes. We We're did a call little, it nobody calls it X. Not even Elon Musk calls it Supposedly X. Supposedly he sues bigger organizations who don't call it X. Because he's a man child. But when you type in the domain, where do you go to? This is Twitter. Exactly. Oh. That mother... He's so I still... I, I, my app, it still has the fucking bird. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's the stupid... I guess that's why we need to move to Blue Sky. Start following us on Blue Sky, people. We're eight at eight at G and G Theater. We're gonna make Blue Sky happen. We're not gonna happen now. We got like eight followers. They're usually the the usual Shit. knuckleheads that we you know Shit. interact with. So our favorite knucklehead. Yes. Uh so anybody wants a code? I got one. Uh so yeah, she disappears in the fog, and then we cut over to Ryan, who is of course helping out with the hose. I thought right. Chorus was still alive. Chorus is still alive, right? No, he's not. It's it's uh, Pantalone. Pantalone. And it's the female cop. That's right. Dorothea or something was her name. Okay. And they're getting, they're like, uh, I think Ryan says she needs, she's like, I'm going to go back. And the hoe is like, fuck, we ain't. Yeah. Like, she's like, let's go this way. Like, no, we're going this way. Right. So we get that group split up where the hoes are just like, we know where the parking lot is because we've sucked some dick down there before. So right. we know there's good. And there's safety in parking lots. Yeah, there's safety in parking lots. Unless it's Death Wish too, then you're gonna get raped. Oh but, Jesus! You know. uh, so they're gonna head down there. 
again, they know exactly where to go. They're comfortable down there. What? Why is there a freight elevator in a police station? Dude, this is where we really start to I, I believe they filmed this in at least five different locations. Nine, nine to 12 <laughs> locations at stake here because this is fucking fascinating. If this is a police station. I'm waiting for a sopping wet Zargtha alley. Why not? You could yeah. find uh, one of Edgar Allan Poe's favorite wine cellars in this fucking the cast of Armadillo. The cast the of Armadillo. Marmadillo, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mar- Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> the cask of Marmaduke. Oh, yeah, so they're God. in the, the parking garage, and that's where Fran went. So she attacks the hose. Bites down on the fucking retro hoe. She's doing the raven or sting thing, I should say. She's hanging out in the rafters. They walk by, and then she laughs at them, and then she fucking yeah. pounces. Because she's an evil, blood-sucking creature, so she gets off on the fear. That's right. She drains the, the go-go hoe. Yeah, go-go hoe. I like that. And leaves the other one to run back to everybody else to report. Deliver a message. Yeah, that's right. So when everybody meets up in the, this, another room, it looked like a like a school classroom, and she's like, "That crazy bitch told me she wants you, Mitch." Yeah, because Mitch is asking, "Where the fuck did those hoes go?" If I'm gonna be like in a situation, I want some ass to look at, and that's when we see uh, what's her name come back, Rosie, or was it Rosie? Yes, it was Rosie. Okay. Uh, and she's like, that bitch crazy, Mitch. She wants you. She is thirsting for your smog. And he's like, I guess I got to do it. I should, have no other choice. Should I take my Adidas shirt off? Would that help in this situation, Rosie? Yes. As she's a prostitute, like, I can tell you that Adidas shirt is too heavy. Look, guys, we're concreted up in this place. I have to go talk to her. I can speak some reason to yeah. this vampire wench. That concrete... Totally coagulated. And Ryan's like, no, Mitch, you can't. It's dangerous. No, no, no. Hush, little child. I'm going to do it. And then they just go into another room and they hear of running water. This was such a weird fucking thing. They've got this crazy cavernous police station and they just like walk through one door. They're in like a, like a bathroom because there's a sink. Yeah. He hears running water and immediately goes, air duct. We can go through this tiny oh, air duct. Yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was so fucking weird. It's a it's a air duct like at most two feet long and like yeah. six inches high. Yeah, you you'd have and to he's be- like, and that's exactly when you hear running water, you think air duct. Right. So Mitch pulls the air duct off, and then somebody's had like a tub full of rats and <laughs> threw them down the, out of this vent. Incredible. And they freak out and run away. Right. It's turning into an episode of Scooby Doo now. So uh, now they find they're in, they're like in a giant boiler room. What the fuck is this? this? I got remember I probably don't remember this, but there was a scene in Highlander Two, I believe, where they're in a hospital and they have a fight in like a room full of laundry and like giant yes. boilers. No, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So there's like a fog hallway, <laughs> fogway, a fogway, and Mitch is like, look, and Francesca's on the end of the hallway. They're hiding in a room. Yeah, they say when you finally fuck your fog, it's your hot dog down a fogway. Throwing a hot dog down a fogway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so they come up with a plan because they know. But did we point out, and this irked me, that we Francesca can walk in the sunlight? Yeah, yeah. She just puts on sunglasses. It hurts her eyes. Yeah, she puts on sunglasses, her gloves. That's the one thing. Every vampire movie has sunlight kills a vampire. Baywatch is trying to tread that line of, is this person a vampire? Even though they've clearly given us all the evidence, she's 1,000% a vampire. 
This reminds, I got to talk about this. I watched uh, Jack Palance's Dracula. You know Jack Palance. I, I know the you name. Know, you know he's... God, well, he was in City Slickers. Yeah. You see that? He's the old cowboy. Okay. Tough guy cowboy. It came out... It was a, I, I didn't... I, I didn't know this. It was a TV movie from 74. It, it debuted a month before I was born. Yeah. Uh, it's Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's, it's pretty uh, true to the story. It was, actually wasn't as bad as we think. Jack Plants actually isn't that bad as a Dracula. Okay. I wanted to point this out because there's a scene where it's supposed to be, you know, you know Dracula controls wolves and all that shit because they're in Transylvania. And so the, it, it begins like like the book does. Where, I mean, I've never read the books. So how do I know? I'm just, well, I assume the book does. Yeah. Where uh, Hark... Harker's name? I think the guy, the the husband or boyfriend of the girl that Dracula wants. Yeah. He's coming because he's going to sell the, much like in Nosferatu, he's going to sell the castle or whatever in England to Dracula. Okay. So he's coming to Dracula. And these are supposed to be wolves. They're clearly German shepherds. Amazing. They didn't even die. It was like literally Millie, Millie. and a bunch of other dogs running. Like they didn't even dye the hair or Damn. anything. I was like, oh my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah. Jack, yeah, look it up. I think it's on Tubi. Jack Plants, not a great movie, but not as bad as it sounds. You know, uh, you mentioned City Slickers, and that was one of the movies that always popped on. And something about Billy Crystal creeped me the fuck out when well, I was a kid. He's a creepy guy. So I never watched City Slickers because he creeped me the fuck out. Well, and also the rich people who go on some kind of fucking western excursion, and I was like, fuck these rich people. Okay. So, so our rich people, so I mean, uh, our crew. Our crew are coming up, scrambling for a plan. Mitch is like, I will go out there and talk to her. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, came to a door that has like, it's half glass on the bottom and then half grated on top, which yeah. makes no sense. Well, no, it would be in a police station. Well, we're not in a police station, but in like a, a holding cell area, like you would have like grating so they wouldn't break the glass from the window. Right. But I thought there was glass on the bottom. I no, no. There was just, just there was just glass that over the window. Okay. Yeah. Glass over the window? I meant grate over the yeah, window. Yeah, I got it. And so they're high like Mitch is like, Don't worry, I got the smog. I can talk her out of it. Because they can hear that she's on the other side. Right. She's doing the she's doing the best ASMR you can do in this situation. She's, she's in the boiler room. She's doing the echoes. At the end of the hallway. Yeah. Literally great touch by the director. They like, they like made like fake fog. Like there was like a window of she was like a frame of fog, and you yeah. see her in the center of it. Yeah, and then it's, it's like fog being pushed through a doorway. But then this is the talk about battle between God and Satan. This is the greatest battle between fog and smog because yeah. he comes out with his own smog billowing, and yeah. he's just like, oh my god. You're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. I, I just, I have to touch you. I have to be with you. I've realized now I may only be a 37-year-old man, but every morsel of my body tells me you are the answer. I need to touch you. Rosie's like, holy shit, I'm getting wet over here. And I'm yeah, a, I've it, seen it all. He takes it a step further. He doesn't just touch her. Do I have your consent? Milady. <laughs> and then I don't know how it happened. Uh, an Adidas fedora was on his head, and he doffed it. The and Adidas. she just swoons. He uh. had broken the fog of a vampire fog. It's the worst kind. He broke it with his smog. Right. Ryan said it earlier in this episode. Uh, Mitch, 
Vampires have been known to lure men with their sexuality for all of centuries. I mean, men and female, male and female vampires have been known to lure men with their sexuality. And here it is, Mitch turning the tables. Yeah, that was only that's why he's amazing. It looked like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Murray, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. There are constantly energy forces fighting each other in that show. That's what I was looking at here. Just two energy forces fighting each other. They weren't fighting with their bodies. They it were- was if if they had the budget, they I think they would have done like Big Trouble Little China where they had yes. the warrior avatars like fighting. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. It, yeah. it reminds me of the Billy Joel song Warm Front Coming because Mitch's warm front is stomping her cold-hearted bitch front. But she's still a vampire at heart. So she goes for the neck. Right. Because she wants him for eternity. It's Mitch. She's finally, she's been alive for 400 years and she finally found the reason to live. Right. Hasn't even gotten his shirt off, and she's like, "You're the reason to live," which is right. the Hoobastank song we should have opened this episode Hoobastank. with. They got that song. I can't believe you know a Hoobastank song, dude. Come on, that was a high school jam. So well, she's smelling air. his Hoobastank. And she's liking <laughs> what she's smelling because she goes for the bite, and that's where he goes. Ah, pushes her away, and then he starts, that's his plan. Is I'm gonna start running, so he runs back toward Ryan and the gang. He's like, open the door. We get this. I they, I think they had to fuck with the visuals because it probably looks so stupid in real life. Because we have Francesca flying, clawing at his fucking back. Like she's obviously like hanging from like a like a, a yeah. rope. And he's like, ah, he's getting scratched on the face. It reminded me a lot. There's the scene uh, in Big Lebowski where Maude, who's got the same haircut that uh, our vampire Francesca Bob. has here. Huh? Bob. Yeah, Bob. And she's literally flying down the hallway on a thing, and she's doing like a painting where she's just throwing paint. It was just like that, but instead it was slashing into Mitch's back. And then this is their big plan. I don't know. Did they get broomsticks? I don't know what they had. They had like broken broomsticks that they stuck through the coals of the grate right, on so, the window. So Mitch slips through the door. And they just slam the door. <laughs> and then Francesca pales herself. Yeah. And then she pulls herself off of it. In most vampire tales, if they go off the stakes, they're alive again. Yeah. But apparently there's enough splinters in her heart. Apparently. And then they got really weird because she falls down a rat just crawls across her face. Well, we know this. They showed us that scene for a reason. It's because all the grates, all the air ducts are just rats. <laughs> that's why they had to close down the precinct. It's <laughs> yeah. rat infested. Yes, that's got to be it. And then they get like a, they do a negative effect on her face. Yeah. And then she just disintegrates. If it were a Family Guy episode, the hose would be crawling out of the grates. Yes. And then, all right, she's dead. End of story. Now we need a little epilogue. We got Mitch coming in, fresh Adidas on. Yeah. He's back at uh, HQ. HQ. He's like, man, I'm tired. He's like, oh, man, the bright lights. So he starts turning off some of the lights in the office, and then he lays down on the couch. He still has that scratch on his cheek that Francesca gave him. Right. He's nursing his little wound there, and Ryan comes in. Mitch, why are the— He's lying down on a couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mitch, why, why are the lights off? What's going on in here? 
And she sits down next to him. Are you feeling okay? I don't know. It's I just I just after that you, th- you think she might have bit me, maybe turned me. Maybe you could check over here. So she's got to sit down on the couch and lean over him. And then he's like, oh, and covers his face. And they pulls it away, and he's got fucking vampire fangs. And he goes to bite her, but he's fucking kidding. He's fucking kidding. We, we, we knew because his palms were nice, nice and smooth. He hears this. Yeah, good point. Uh, and she's like, you motherfucker, you know. And then they go, ha, 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 ha. It's Mitch not paying Ryan to work. Is he using the smog to get her to? No. There, there. It's there's no sexual attention or anything between them. <laughs> it's 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 it's, uh, it's like Mike, like Mulder and Scully. It's a a, res- uh, a relationship built built on respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Even though he doesn't respect her at all, he's constantly scoffing at her and calling her an <laughs> idiot. But she is an idiot. Let's be honest. But it's, it's she like can't a- say the word weight and height. <laughs> weight and my height, height and weight. <laughs> Tom Waith is my favorite. Um. So it's a big brother, little sister. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, it's a condescending relationship. I, 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 I take that. that back. There's no respect in this relationship. There's, there's nothing sexual about. It. I was gonna say yeah. nothing you've described <laughs> is respect. Yeah. Everything you've described is like he should hate her. Uh, okay, but yeah, there so we, we go. have it, people. Another great episode of Baywatch Nights. I can't wait to do the next one. Another great Ghoul and Goblin theater episode. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of great Ghoul and Goblin theater episodes, you get tune in Wednesday for the fucking Mask of the Red Deaths. Yeah. Vincent Price month is fucking on fire. You may even hear about a former life of our vampire, Francesca. You might, yeah, you might hear a lot. So make sure to check in on that. And Griff, see us out. Well, everybody, when you got a lot on your mind, I'm listening. <laughs>